Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. We're going to have two special guests for you tonight, one each half hour, both for phone calls. First of all, Reverend Dr. Nick, Nicole Sebastian, she'll be with us at the half. Right now, Mike Sebastian, her husband, known as the Dream Team, a psychologist and sociologist. They met in a dream three years before meeting in the physical world, and they teach people how to dream. Signs, intuition to decode messages in their mission in life for higher awareness and empowerment. They've got a couple books out, including Sociology of Soul, Trust Yourself, and also One Step Therapy. We'll talk about all of those tonight. Michael, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. Hey, George. Good to be here. Thanks for having, having us on. It's been about eight years, hasn't it? it it's been a long time. I've, I've missed you. How's everybody been? Okay? Everybody, we're doing well, actually. We seem to be uh, kind of uh, counterintuitive. Uh, we do well in, in tough times. And we are having tough times right now. It's almost unbelievable, isn't it? Yes, it is. It, uh, it's a time of, it's, it's a chance for us to actually step in and, and contribute some of, our, uh, some of our tools that we've developed for really hard times when people are having hardships. So this is an opportunity for us. And Michael, you're the sociologist of the team, right? That's correct. And tell, tell me about this dream where you two met. We met, I was teaching at the university and uh, teaching sociology and many, many years ago, and I had this very vivid dream. You would call it a lucid dream. And the, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the uh, lucid dream was I met this girl who was a personal trainer, and her name was Nicole, and she, she had brown hair and brown eyes. And it was a very vivid dream that, luckily, I uh, journaled the whole dream. And three years, flash forward three years, who walks into my sociology class but none other than Nicole, the dream girl. And uh, <laughs> when, I, when I checked back in the journal of the dream, it was the exact person. And that was a breakthrough for me in the sense that it, I realized in that moment that dreams were prophetic and that they were a snapshot or insight to a much, much expanded consciousness than I had previously thought. That is, now, did she have the same dream or just you? Just me. And she, uh, it was different for her. She, she said that when she first walked into my classroom on that first day, she had an intuitive flash, that gut feeling that we, that we have. Mm-hmm. She said she knew in that moment that we, would, that we would literally get married. And she went home. After that class, she went home and told her roommate uh, that she was going to marry her sociology instructor. Good thing she didn't tell <laughs> Good thing she didn't tell me at the time. I would have thought she was a stalker, you know? <laughs> That's an amazing story. I had a call uh, during one of my open lines, Michael, years ago from a guy who said, George, listen to this dream I had. I dreamt that I met this woman, this wonderful woman, and we ended up getting married. And uh, she's so vivid in my mind. And then in real life, I'm at the airport and some lady is walking down the aisle with her roller bag 
and it's the lady in my dream. And I, I had to go up to her. I had to do this. And I go up to her, and she stops dead in her tracks, looks at me, and goes, you're the guy in my dream. They both had separate dreams of each other. How do you wow. figure that? Dreams, dreams are, are connecting. And um, sometimes, literally, when we dream of someone, it's, it's an expanded, we, go into a, we literally go into another universe in a dream. It's a travel log, which is what a dream is. We leave the body, we sleep, we leave the body, we, we call it a dream, the memories we bring back. But the memories of that other person, they have them too. It's simply that they don't remember them. And in the story you're just telling about the guy at, at the at the airport, they both remembered. And it's rare when that occurs, but I've run into people w- that I've had a dream, they've been in my dream, and they said, yes, I remember a dream also, and you were in the same dream. And the reason for that is it's, a, it's a, actually a quantum physics thing. We're all in the same fabric. It's called the fabric of reality. And it's, it's, it's kind of like a hologram. You know how a hologram is inclusive? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how you explain the dream where each person remembers being part of it. Michael, let's talk a little bit about night terrors. We've got so much to talk with you about, and then I'm going to bring Nicole in at the half, and then both of you right. will join us for phone calls. Okay. What, what are night terrors exactly, and what causes them? Night terrors are, you could, you know, the best, my definition anyway, for me, it's, it's a dream on steroids. And everyone at some point on the planet really suffers from night terrors or experiences night terrors and there you know maybe there's monsters chasing us someone's trying to kill us we fall off a cliff and the thing recurs and and they day night after night after night sometimes we'll rehab we'll have that same recurring night terror and um it's a message that's trying to get through normally we have just the dream However, if, if we don't remember the dream, in many cases, it will be amplified until it becomes a night terror. And the, the best way for handling, we have a tool for handling uh, night terrors, if you'd like to hear about that. Yeah, please, go ahead. It's called the, uh, we call it the uh, One Magic Word, or HUE. And it's two letters, H-U. It goes like this, HUE. And it's an ancient toning technique. It sounds like what the Krishnas do. Something like that, yes. Similar to that. It's a a higher, finer vibration, and the hue is ancient. It goes way back. It's a toning technique that even the Egyptians had. The, uh, The Sphinx, not many people know this, but the Sphinx was originally called hue. The Egyptians 5,000 years ago named it hue. Greeks came in and changed. They didn't know what it was, and, and they, they called the Sphinx, you know, the Sphinx. They named it, which means unknown. But originally it was called the Hue, and they used to gather there to Hue, Hue from dusk till dawn. And we, we provide that tool to our uh, clients who are suffering from night terrors. And it, it's real simple. If, if you, you're getting ready to lay down to sleep, you hew for a minute or two. What is that supposed to do when you do that? It, it literally, it's a, it's a 
vibration or frequency thing. It realigns the vibrations or the frequencies within us, and it brings in harmony and peace to the uh, to the dreamer. It literally changes the frequency. It's kind of like taking your remote uh, control for for your uh, TV and changing the channel. And when we hue just before we go to sleep, those radical disruptive vibrations are harmonized and consequently the uh, night terror goes away and it works it really works 100 percent of the time does it make you sleep better too michael yes it does it'll it'll smooth out those sleep patterns the patterns that we go through uh with the rapid eye movement and the the theta sleep and the delta sleep it smooths out all the patterns and leads to a much uh more restful harmonious night what generally causes the night terror? Some anxiety during the day, some event? What happens? Usually, yeah, uh, it's, it's associated, you know, I can, uh, personally, I had, when I was in Vietnam, I was in the infantry in, in combat, and I, I came back, and I had really, really bad PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and I used to have night terrors every night, and ma- many times I'd wake up, uh, laying on my living room floor, I'd sleepwalk with the night terror, and I'd have a automatic weapon in my hand. And oh my at God. the time, I felt it was necessary to have a lot of guns because of my PTSD. And uh, it's interesting. I did not go to the VA or to, to doctors or medical professionals for the PTSD. I, I found the hue, and I started hewing. Every night I hewed, every day I would hew for 30 minutes, and I would sometimes I'd do it silently in my head or softly just before I went to sleep. And after doing that for months and months, the uh, PTSD not only subsided, but eventually it went away totally just using that toning. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I have always wondered about this, and you might be the person, Michael, to answer this. We hear so many stories of people relatively healthy. They go to bed and they're they're dead. They they don't wake up. They die in their sleep. Betty White died in her sleep. Uh, I've known some people who have died in their sleep. I've always wondered what happens in that sleep state that causes them to die. I mean, do they have a heart attack, but are they dreaming about something bizarre that scares the living daylights out of them? What causes that death? That's 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 a really interesting, you know, I, I think that question's been asked for, for thousands of years, and we've always wondered about it. Uh, the other side, and, and literally, when we go to the other side, do we come back? And it's a, it's actually a mechanical thing. It's a process, and we can understand it. But it's more of an in, part of it's an intuitive process and an experience, an inner experience that we have. When we, Saint Paul said it, he called it dying daily. Founded Christianity, Saint Paul. That Saint Paul, he said it, we die daily. And what he was talking about was when we sleep, we leave the body. In, in energy form, soul form, higher self form, whatever you want to call it. And we travel in other dimensions, literally other dimensions, like quantum physics speculates about. 
and then we come back. And when we come back, sometimes we, we come back too hard. We hit down where we get that jolt. You wake up. Oh, right, you right. Like I felt that. And we've all experienced that. Well, we've, it's a hard landing. That's why, as energy, we've come back and hit down too hard. But when we don't come back, when we die, dying is really a very, very gentle, easy process. And most people don't realize that. They fear, really fear death. And when we die in our sleep, we leave the body, and we simply don't come back. And we're actually counseled on the other side, if you want to call it the other side, the other dimension, wherever we are. And they say, would you, you, know, would you like to go back? And if the answer is no, the body is dead. Because without our energy form, without soul, without whatever you want to call it, the body doesn't exist. So we just stay out of the body. So it is a gentle process when we die in our sleep. And do you think at what point do people know they've died? I've always wondered what the transition is like. Yeah, you, you know it be, because you're, you really have other, other bodies. <laughs> what I'm, you know, the astral projection, we've all heard of astral projection, and we, we usually go into an astral body on the other side. And the astral, we know we're, we don't have our physical body anymore, and we can't touch it and feel it like that because the astral body looks just like the physical body, but when you put your hand through it, it's like putting your hand through air. There's nothing solid there. So, and we do get, there's a lot of spiritual counselors, spiritual beings, spiritual masters on the other side to assist us with... Uh, beginning to realize and be aware that we are now uh, no longer in the physical body. I won't, I won't call it dead because we're not. We're immortal. We go, we go on as a form of energy forever. Do they realize they're dead, though? I mean, do they feel the missing of being alive? They, you know, do they say, darn, I've, I've died, doggone it? Well, yeah, they, we do realize it, that we've, you know, we call it, I call it translation. We just translate into another energy form. And we do realize it, but it's a higher, finer energy form. The astral call, you know, the astral plane and even the mental plane is a higher, finer form of energy. So it's not a uh, bad thing or a sad thing like, wow, now I'm dead. Isn't this horrible? No, it's like, wow, I really, a lot of people when they travel in their dreams, they do not want to come back. So coming back to the body is a really tough thing. This is a rather dark place compared to a lot of the inner dimensions, the inner travelings that we do. Michael Sebastian with us. Their websites are linked up at coasttocoastam.com, and he will be back with us for phone calls a little bit later on tonight. What is dream invasion, Michael? Dream invasion is when... A lot of the shamans, the ancient shamans, uh, Native American shamans, shamans from different uh, cultures, are able to, because they've really mastered a lot of the dream travel, that inner travel that we do, it's another gateway. And we can go into other people's dreams, and, and that is dream invasion. And we can manipulate them in the dream state. 
and it's it's a higher form of manipulation because we can we can plant seeds, uh, things that we want that, those people to do, how we want them to behave, how we want them to react. We can plant those ideas and seeds and behavior by going into their dreams, and um, it occurs quite a bit. It's a form of you could call it. Uh, it's labeled as black magic in the sense that it's a negative. It's a negative thing. It's not a healing thing. So we can go into people's dreams and manipulate them. There's been a few, more than a few uh, Hollywood movies uh, based on dream manipulation. Do, do we have that kind of division within the military doing these strange things? Uh, you mean have we have we done the research and and do we use use that sort of technology to to manipulate um, uh, our other cultures and right. our enemies that sort of thing? Yeah. Yes, we do. That's it's been developed for uh, a long, long time. Uh, the importance of dream and uh, dream manipulation and going into uh, projecting it's called projecting and projecting into other people's dreams and it's done. Uh, you know, it's really done through thought and feeling. We can we can project by visualizing and then feeling it and and projecting into other people's energy because we're we're all connected. And that's you know you say well how do you do that? It was a quantum uh, fellow by the name of quantum physicist by the name of John Bell maybe fifty years ago or more. He proved that everything in the universe everything is connected and that's that's not speculation that's quantum mathematics and it, what it means is that we are connected to everyone else in the universe every person and ev- every animal cat we're all connected at some point so it's easy to project into their dreams you mentioned hollywood uh, in 2010 they came out with inception with leonardo dicaprio about exactly. going into dreams to steal corporate secrets and stuff like that. That's very, uh, actually, that's very accurate. People, you know, saw it probably as, as an advanced fantasy, but it's really based on uh, fact. It's really based on fact in the sense that it's been developed by, certainly by the military and, and by other different powers around the world that have used it to go into uh, people's dreams and invade. Yes. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.